Hello and welcome to this episode of Mercy Talks Money, the podcast. I am your host, Mercy, and I am a money talker. In case that's a new concept to you, a money talker is somebody who believes in having honest and open conversations about money. That is about how they make their money, how they spend their money, how money affects their behavior, how money affects everything in their lives and has affected them in previous occasions. And overall, just a person who is courageous when it comes to speaking about money. So that's me. And if that's you too, hello and welcome to your new home. And I hope to build a community with you and like-minded people. So do follow me on Instagram. I am at Mercy Talks Money. And I'm also on www.mercytalksmoney.com. The podcast is also available on all major podcasting platforms. So do follow me and let's get this show on the road. Or rather, let's get this conversation on the road, on the airwaves, whichever way you prefer. Today, I want us to talk about um, money trauma or the trauma of money, the ways in which um, money has traumatized us, but also the ways in which trauma has affected how we deal with money. And and I know that trauma is, is a trending topic right now. Maybe we are misinterpreting it and calling anything and every experience that's negative that we have. Um, maybe we are calling that trauma. We are mislabeling things. So let me start by um, giving a definition here of, of what money trauma is. So this is trauma as it relates to money. It's a wounding that impacts our sense of worthiness and security. I'll repeat. Money trauma is a wounding that impacts our sense of worthiness and security. So some examples maybe to, to, to bring it closer to home of what um, money trauma is or how it, it expresses itself or comes about is one unemployment if you are not employed not earning a living um it can it can impact your sense of worthiness because you you believe you have very little if any to offer the world or to even offer the next person so it 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 impacts how you see yourself as a value-adding member of the society. And it also affects your sense of security because obviously if you're not employed, you can't be able to access things such as um, providing a roof over your head, even your basic needs, clothing, shelter, um, food, such, such kind of things. You are not able to provide them for, for yourself. Another thing is loss of assets. So this is where maybe you've had your car or your house repossessed 
or um, you've lost them through whatever means. Maybe in in a divorce settlement, you had to lose some of your assets, or in business, um, the business didn't perform, and therefore you suffered um, a loss of assets. So that is another way that you may encounter trauma relating to money. Another thing is economic or financial abuse. So this is where um those that have some power or some ability to control financial resources, whether it be in family, can withhold. Or on the other side, um, abuse can present itself in people who are over overbearing. I know sometimes we call it black tax and all that, but where people are overbearing and are expectant to receive from you much more than you are able to give. And therefore you end up having to part with loads and loads of money to give them. So in both ways, whether you are the one giving a lot or you are the one where money has been withheld from you, it can cause financial abuse or economic abuse. Another way is inability to retire. One that we we often overlook, that um, we all assume you're going to finish school, you're going to start working, and then you start building your life. And then at some point you retire and live, they call it the golden years. But sometimes you have no golden nest. Sometimes there are no eggs and sometimes there is no nest even. So you are not able to retire. And the circumstances that led you to not being able to exit the workforce may be in your control or maybe they have not been in your control. And and sometimes the other aspects that I've mentioned, such as loss of assets and economic and financial abuse may be the reason why you are now not able to retire. It's because through that divorce settlement, you lost your assets or through that business deal, you lost your assets and therefore you have nothing to retire to. You wish to retire, but you are not able to because um, you have nothing to retire to. Therefore, you are forced to keep working. So those are some of the ways that um, money trauma can present itself. I know it's not the traditional um, expression of what you may have expected, but that is just some ways in which it can present itself. And just like any traumatic experience, we give the same responses, the same flight and freeze and um, fight and fawn. We give those same responses to each of these situations. So as you encounter many, as you recognize where you are falling in these, also try to introspect and see which of these responses you've employed and if that is the most effective method you should be using. So flight, obviously we know what flight means. It means you want to get out of there. You you just want to flee. You don't want to be there. And 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 how that sometimes presents itself 
money-wise is, is that, um, okay, picture this. You get paid, money comes in, and obviously you have to be able to handle it. But because you're in flight mode, you just want to spend it. You just want the money to go. So that's one way that you can recognize if you are in flight mode financially, that money comes in and you just you just want it to leave, 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 leave. Therefore, you start giving, you start sending it this way, spending, spending, overspending everywhere. So be cognizant of your habits. Fight. Here is anxiety. When you think about money, you are just anxious. You are just a ball of nerves. You are just, you just cannot get to a point of stillness in your mind. It's either you are anxious or you are angry. Whether you are expressing these outwardly or you are internalizing them, it's the same thing. You may have, you may be expressing your anger or expressing your anxiety such that it's visible to the next person or you may internalize it. But I think we all know when we are anxious. We all know if conversations about money make you anxious, if, if they invoke um, a sense of anger within you, know that you, that's how you are responding to, to your money trauma. And then um, we've got freeze. Freeze means exactly that. You are just frozen. You cannot move. You are not able to take any action. You don't, it's not that you don't know what to do, but you just, you can't bring yourself to do it. You, you feel like your body is shutting down. So when you need to decide, are you going to buy this house or not? You are just right there in the middle. Seeming like you are doing nothing. You are just there. And sometimes it's not that you don't know that you need a house. And it's not that you don't want the house. It's not that you don't have the money to buy the house. But there are other things that have happened before that are causing you in this moment to freeze and not be able to take the action. So it's very important that we are able to identify where we are so that we can begin to overcome the things that have happened to us, have been done to us, or that we may have done to ourselves, so that when we reach such moments, we are able to move forward. And the final one is fawning, F-A-W-N. And that's people pleasing in, in the simplest term. It's people pleasing so that you can survive. Like you're people pleasing um, so to get yourself through this traumatic experience. And sometimes it stays with you that it even expresses yourself in how you handle your money. Now you are suddenly this person who in any situation you are the overgiver. You are just happy go girl or boy and and you just want to be giving people more and more so that um you you feel you feel connected and you feel comfortable somehow but inside of you it's not all is not well you are not settled so that's that's how sometimes we we present 
um, ourselves when we've suffered trauma and money, how we then um, present different behaviors when we have to make financial decisions or when we encounter money. So I invite you to just take, take this week to reflect, to reflect on your feelings, your emotions when it comes to money and try to identify where you are. Are, are you in flight mode? Are you in freeze? Are you in fight or are you in fawn? How are you responding? And at the same time, try to trace back to see what is it that has triggered this? What, what are the underlying conditions? Because it's important before we even come up with any financial plan, before we can even dream of having a budget, before I can even dream of telling you to save or invest, it's very important that you first deal with these underlying conditions so that you overcome your past, you overcome all these barriers and hurdles. And then because you know how we always say people come up with plans, people come up with budgets, and I'm sure it has happened to you too. You've come up with a plan and a budget and you've worked it out. There's an, an Excel sheet, a spreadsheet, color-coded, all of that. But when you get to action it, you fail. It doesn't even go off the ground. And it's because most of the time we are doing it mechanically without having evaluated ourselves to see um, our makeup and to try and um go within ourselves to see how we got to be the people that we are and how that impacts um our decision making how that impacts the state of our mind right now as we approach money and because of that your real self is always going to win it doesn't matter that your logical brain in 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 that one hour when you were doing um the budget thought they were in charge. Your real self is always going to show up. Your fear is going to show up if you don't deal with it. If you're in flight mode, you're in flight mode. If, if you are fawning, you are fawning. And the, the, the time you take not addressing that underlying condition is what's going to cost you your financial life and your prosperity and financial independence and security. Unless you deal with these things, unless you deal with the traumas that you've been through, you will not be able to move forward fully and be able to be well on your way to being prosperous. And, and mind you, more importantly, unless you deal with all of these things first, no level of financial literacy or financial education will be able to rescue you. Because um, the experts say when your mind is in trauma mode, when you've been activated, everything that you are doing is an act of survival. So, me telling you how to budget. Your brain cannot hear me. You literally cannot take in the energy that I'm trying to, the words that I'm trying to tell you. So unless you deal with all of those things, you will not be able to hear 
when somebody says to you, oh, you need to track your expenses, or you need to open an investment account, or you should invest X percentage, that is the last thing. That is the last thing on the list. That should be the last thing on your list because your brain just simply cannot take in that energy. So it's important that as people, we get into this habit of reflecting, seeing um, anything that comes up that we need to deal with and um, consulting the right experts, consulting um, the right professionals and going through the programs fully. Go through those programs with your psychologist, with your psychiatrist, fully and present because they are the building blocks of the rest of your life. So for me to come in, somebody else needs to have dealt with all your underlying issues. That's when you are best placed to now build a financial plan that makes sense to you. So I, I hope that um, we are hearing this. I hope we become more intentional about uh, our lives and we take more responsibility for our own education, more responsibility for our own healing and, and the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And in closing, I want to touch on the aspect of shame. I know that um, finances are an area that a, a, a lot of people carry shame in. And sometimes it's not even their shame. Sometimes it's not that you are the one who created that or you made that bad decision, but you find yourself carrying that shame and it affects your outlook on your finances. It affects the heights that you believe you can reach in your finances. It affects your decision making as well because it clouds you with a lot of fear. So let's work to depersonalize shame. Let's work to build courage, to speak up, to seek information, to ask for help, because shame will keep you in poverty. Shame will keep you in shackles. Shame will keep you believing you can't when you actually can. So um, yes, you may have made a mistake, a huge financial blunder, you may have taken a loan and squandered the money and now you have to pay it back and maybe now you can't afford and the bank is after you. All of that, all of that. As a family man, as a family woman, you may be feeling like you let your family down. But you need to overcome that shame and work towards um, getting back on track, knowing that one mistake cannot be the end of you. One financial mistake can't be the definition of who you are. It is just that, a mistake. And you can overcome it and you can reroute and still um, follow your financial plan and you can still attain true wealth. So I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. If you have, remember to share it with your friends, those in your circle, and to also follow us on Instagram at Messy Talks Money. Visit our website at www.messytalksmoney.com and the podcast is also available on all major podcast platforms. Thank you for your listenership. Until next time. Bye and enjoy the rest of your day.